This episode sponsored by InternetPaycheckForLife.com. Check out my new online internet business training and learn how to retire on internet income. Check it out today. This week's sponsor, InternetPaycheckForLife.com. Welcome to our guest segment. Tony Ortega is here and uh, we talk about Scientology. And Tony, uh, good to have you with us. Can you hear me? Well, it's good to be on with you, Jim. Yeah, I, I, I saw that the last time you were with me, you reposted our video to your site and you said, hey, had a great time with Jim Paris, even though we're on the opposite ends politically. And I love that. I mean, I love you, even though you're like, you know, I didn't know what your politics were. And that's totally cool that you're, you know, that you have different politics. You're not a conservative. Well, that's the way it should that's be, the way right? It, right. I mean, I love you, man. You're you're a great guest. And, you know, if you're a libertarian or Democrat or whatever you are, that, that's OK. I mean, and then we can talk about stuff that we that we enjoy, which is which is Scientology. And I want to let everybody know if you have a feed reader, which I do, I use Feedly. But if you have a feed reader, go to the underground bunker. And just add it to your RSS feed because every day Tony Ortega writes a new article about Scientology. And if you have a feed reader, boom, you get that right on your, to your computer or your phone or your tablet. Every day you'll get that notice that there's a new article and there's always something new and interesting and fun to learn about Scientology, the gift that keeps on giving. I want to start, uh, Tony Ortega, by asking you about uh, Tom Cruise. So one of the top stories at the Underground Bunker I saw today is about Tom Cruise and that big place he has in Clearwater. And I was there uh, three or four years ago when it was under construction. Um, but then also that Tom Cruise had this like mega meltdown where he was using the you know the mf word and and you you know so you better social distance and he's dropping the f-bomb and all of that is scientology are they into the f-bomb and and all of this cursing and threatening people is that uh, sort of part of scientology or is that just something that uh is tom cruise well it's interesting you ask that because the sea org um tom is not in the sea org but he's been around Sea Org people. The Sea Organization are the most hardcore Scientologists. Those are the ones that have signed billion-year contracts promising to come back lifetime after lifetime to completely dedicate themselves to the search of Scientology. And they're called the Sea Org because they were the crew of the ships that L. Ron Hubbard was running Scientology from in the 60s. And they curse like sailors today. I mean, that, <laughs> that's part of their tradition is they scream at each other, they abuse each other verbally. Um, they're just te- they, they're just tearing each other apart, and they use just the you know just all of the curse words. And 
Uh, it's funny because I'll be talking to a former Sea Org member today who's left and, and uh, men and women, and they just curse a blue streak. It's just part of their way of speaking. <laughs> I think it's fine. It's great, right? Well, you know, when so I, I don't know if Tom absorbed that because he's around Sea yeah. Org people or if it's just, you know, whatever. I think Tom learned that when he was in A Few Good Men. When he was with Jack uh, Nicholson and, you know, he he I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I think that was what he was channeling was that role. That's what I heard in those meltdowns. Well, you know, uh, he <laughs> look, he I, I'm concerned about covid. I, I, I think people should be careful, uh, you know, on a movie set or wherever. But a lot of people that were in Scientology were struck by it wasn't so much that it was Jack Nicholson they thought of, but it was David Miscavige, <laughs> you know, who's yeah. Tom's best friend. Yeah. Uh, he, he seemed to be channeling his buddy. And they wondered if uh, Leah Remini actually wrote something for, for, for me that I put on my blog, uh, telling people, explaining to people how abusive Tom was behind the scenes that she saw yeah. in Hollywood. Well, you know, someone as successful as he is, you probably think he's probably kind of a pretty, you know, at least assertive, we can say, to be nice uh, guy, because people that are, you know, usually at that level are are, are usually, you know, going to pound their fist and get what they want. But th that that place that he has over in Clearwater, which I was able to see it while it was still under construction, for people that have never been to Clearwater, Florida, I'm not talking about the beaches. I'm talking about downtown Clearwater, for those not familiar with it. Um, it's it's sort of a, a mecca of Scientology. Many, many of the buildings in the downtown area are, are owned by Scientology. That's where their big uh, uh, flag uh, building is. And then many of the businesses are owned by Scientologists. And then there's this, this bank building, which is like a two or three story bank building that Tom Cruise purchased. And then there was this talk for years about he was going to be living there. And they were, you know, turning this into sort of a, a way for him to be like directly there, right amongst the Scientologists right there in Clearwater. And your article seems to indicate that he may actually be there now. And what is there like 50 cameras that watch you if you get close to that, to his building? Yeah, it's called the Skyview. It's a 10 story building. Actually, it's okay. a former bank building that was uh, purchased by a wealthy Mexican Scientologist, Moises Agami. And he has been turning it into this luxury condo tower and I broke the news that Tom Cruise had bought the top two floors for a double penthouse condo. Okay. He owns the entire floor, a ninth and tenth floor. And then his sisters own other units in the building, and his best director buddy, Christopher McQuarrie, owns a unit. And he was going to have a whole section for his mother, but she passed away before it could be finished. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's right there inside the flag land base. Um, I don't think he has spent much time there yet, if at all, because he's been in England filming Mission Impossible lately. Right, right. But um, there's, and, a, and there's swearing, a local guy and there swe named... And swearing at his people over there, too. We should... Re yeah, that's where he had his big rant, right. <laughs> right. And then uh, there's a local guy there named Clay Irwin, who, who used to own a bar just across the street from that, and then now he owns a kayak store. And he keeps an eye on it for us. He, he'll send me pictures every once in a while. And the, the latest set of pictures he wanted me to see that they, they they installed a set of outdoor cameras and then another set. So he's thinking that maybe there was some breach or something. He's, you know, we don't know. But uh, he just wanted me to see it's just crawling with cameras. But I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame Tom Cruise for wanting some security, you know. 
Yeah, it is interesting, though, because he's sort of such a he's one of those people that is a really big name guy, but he kind of lives a private life. And I think it would be kind of, I don't know, kind of interesting to be walking around Clearwater and then it's like, hey, there's Tom Cruise. I mean, it just be kind of I love his movies. I think he's I, I've always been a huge fan of his movies. And it's just sort of this 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 odd thing about Scientology. I mean, obviously, he has a right to be a Scientologist and all that. But it just, you know, kind of this odd this odd thing that he has with, with Scientology. But it is interesting because for people who, if you want to go to Clearwater and see this, um, where I got confused about the three floors was I thought I had heard at one time he was going to own like three floors, but yeah, it is a 10 story building. Uh, but you can like walk right up to it. It's not like in a gated community or anything like that, or, or neither is any of the other buildings. You can just walk around there. Right. Uh, Tony. And like, it's just like an open campus, and all yeah, these buildings not, are just all spread out. In. Yeah. That's right. It's not walled in. You can walk around through the Flagland Base and walk by the Fort Harris Hotel and the Flag Building, Tom's Building, the Clearwater Bank Building. There's various little landmarks there. But, you know, if you you'll pick up a tail before too long, if you if you go <laughs> building to building, taking a look at them. Yeah. It's happened to me as I walked around there. You'll pick up a couple of guys with walkie-talkies you know, keeping an eye on you. So if you look in that top window of that, if they're like the, if the curtains happen to be open on a given day and you see a guy like in jeans and a T-shirt that comes like sliding across the floor and he looks like he's <laughs> he's faking like he's singing with a microphone in his hand. That could be Tom Cruise, you know, kind of reliving that risky business moment. You never know. And, you know, if things don't get uh, any more fascinating and juicy at your website, you then get into Kevin Trudeau, Kevin Trudeau, this guy. Um, he went to prison. Apparently, if I understand the story right, he refused to tell the judge where the money is hidden. So he got in trouble. They accused him of fraud. He got sideways with, uh, you know, vitamins and cures and all this kind of stuff. But but in the end, he went to prison because the judge said, disgorge all this money you made because uh, you violated the law. And. He says, I don't know. I don't have any money. And the judge says, well, we don't believe you. And we're sending you to prison for 10 years for not turning over the money, basically like, uh, you know, uh, I guess defying the court's order. Is is that why he went to prison? And and you say here he's starting to sound like a Scientologist and he could be getting out of prison soon. Yeah, he um, was the king of late, late night infomercials and put out books like uh, natural uh, natural cures they don't want you to know about and um, time and again it, it, he, he was just proven to just selling hot air and things that he couldn't back up the thing that ultimately got him sent to prison he, he at one point had gotten like a 42 million dollar fine or 37 million something like that and he wasn't paying it back and the judge this judge this federal judge was just just really had lost his patience. And I think the tipping point, I think the thing that actually got him uh, convicted of contempt was actually a video he had made about a diet. <laughs> and one of the claims he had made about the diet was that it was easy. It was just you could eat anything and you could lose all this weight and it was easy. And actually, if you signed up for it and bought the products, it was incredibly difficult. You had to like go through medical procedures and you had to like eat almost nothing. I mean, it was horrendous. And you had to like take like judge, uh, he, human growth hormone injections, I think. I mean, it wasn't something. Yeah, there were injections yeah. involved in a, 
a 500 calorie a day diet. I mean, it was just it, people that went through it said it was horrible. And and so I think the judge that was a tipping point for the judge is that he, he was just outright lying on the television broadcast that this thing was easy, and he gave him a 10 year sentence. It, you know, now clearly he he wasn't given a 10 year sentence just for that one lie. I think it was over years of this judge being fed up with this guy that nothing he ever said was the truth. So anyway, he's been in, he's been in uh, Alabama for most of that 10 years. And he recently got moved to kind of a halfway house in Chicago and next year he'll be released for good. And so in, in anticipation of that, he's been selling a whole new thing, kind of like counseling. And uh, one of my readers brought it to my attention and we couldn't believe how much it sounds just like Scientology. And he did have, some involvement in Scientology. We're not 100% sure what it was. His second wife said that in her prenup, she had to agree to um, reach a certain level of Scientology. Really? But clearly he was involved himself. Yeah, in the prenup. So he was involved at some level. We're not sure exactly how. But but this new thing he's selling, uh, uh, GIN, GIN, it's like a Global Information Network or something. I can't remember what it stands for. But... Um, you take a look at how he's selling it, and it sounds exact. He's using the exact same terminology in Scientology. So I just pointed that out. I wasn't, you know. Yeah. I, so I, I so we so somebody. we don't know like for sure that he's a Scientologist. He may just be sort of co-opting some of their stuff, or or do we like have a good thought that he is actually a Scientologist now? I mean, I, there's no question he had some involvement in Scientology. And now he's coming out of prison and trying to get himself back on track by sell, selling something that sounds just like Scientology. And I thought that was interesting. And I, you know, what's, what's fascinating to me is he still has fans. He still has people that can't wait to give him money. And I just think to myself, my goodness, I mean, how, how you know, the guy has literally gone to prison because he's a liar and yet people can't wait to give him Well, he's cash. one of those personalities where he's just an interesting guy. And and I yeah. think there's still a lot of us when you see someone on TV that just looks at the camera and tells you something, you you know, it's like, well, this has got to be true to some extent or this guy wouldn't like be able to just look at the camera and tell us that he's just kind of got that way about him. And, and people, uh, you know, I, I think I bought his book about the cures at a garage sale for a dollar because I was like, well, let me read this and see what's in here. And, you know, it's 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 interesting, though. He does have a committed following and he, he very well could come out and end up, you know, doing really well again because he's got that name and he's, he's great on TV. And I guess he used to have a T a radio show and a podcast and, and all of that. But, uh, interesting, Kevin Trudeau, uh, back in the news, Danny Masterson, the actor. So, uh, the last two or three times we've had you on, there's been updates about Danny Masterson and the the rape allegations and the rape trial. Uh, so what's the latest on that? I know the courts are moving slowly now because of covid. Uh, but is this case progressing? Well, the last time we talked to him, uh, there had been several delays. Uh, part of it is just you're, you're right. The court is moving a little more slowly because of, of covid, but they've started to pick up now. But he found ways to delay things several different times. And finally, uh, last week, he was arraigned on three counts of forcible rape. He's facing 45 years to life in prison. He entered a not guilty plea. He wasn't actually there. His attorney did it for him. Uh, but this was kind of a big step. I mean, he was charged last June. And finally, now in January, he's been arraigned. And so the next step is they'll start working towards the preliminary hearing. 
uh, later this year. And the preliminary hearing is a big deal because that's the first time we will hear from these women. Uh, and, and they're prepared. I, I've, you know, I, I've, I've written, we know a lot about what's, what happened and we've written about it. And to see these women get on the stand and tell these stories is going to be harrowing. So that's the next step will be later this year. Um, if there's a plea agreement, uh, the, the, first of all, the DA is under no obligation to offer any kind of a deal to Danny. But if there is a deal offered, it would be between now and the prelim and not after. So, I mean, everything I'm hearing is that Danny is is not interested in a deal. He wants to fight this. He wants to get into the trial. And I mean, that's, you know, rolling the dice, but, uh, he's, he's, that's, he's kind of a, you know, very aggressive kind of guy. So that's the latest. He's been arraigned. We're waiting on the uh, preliminary hearing. And then the civil lawsuit is kind of all messed up. Uh, they're trying to just put it on ice now because the criminal case is much, much more important. And for people that aren't uh, familiar with the connection between Danny Master Masterson and Scientology kind of refreshes on that again. I mean, he he is a Scientologist, right. but then the connection is that the Church of Scientology has been trying to allegedly like suppress these um, allegations as well. Isn't that right? Well, he 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 grew up in Scientology. He's a lifelong Scientologist. He's definitely been one of Scientology's uh, featured celebrities. All three of the women he is accused of raping in incidents between 2001 and 2003 were Scientologists at the time and are no longer Scientologists today. And all three have said that they were, um, uh, that the Church of Scientology tried to convince them not to go to the police with their allegations. So that's why there's, uh, separately from the criminal investigation, criminal uh, um, prosecution, there is a civil lawsuit. These women are suing the Church of Scientology because they say that they have been harassed since coming forward uh, to the LAPD in 2016. So the church is very much part of this story, and, and Danny's involvement in Scientology is definitely part of it. So that's also what makes it a really interesting case. Now tell me about this article about David Miscavige presided at the New Year's Eve party. Uh, so did they actually have the that significant gathering that they usually have. And, and isn't there another event coming up like in March when it's the supposed birthday, like they use that as like a holy day or something to celebrate Ron Hubbard's life. Right. So you remember when the you know pandemic really kind of hit us all our, our lives is, is that week in the second week of March when Remember Tom Hanks turned out to have the have COVID the same day that the NBA shut down. Yeah, it was like that's when it, I think that's when it hit everybody. Like, oh, this is real, you know? Right, right. And then that was I think that was a Wednesday, and then that Friday, March thirteenth, is when things really shut down all over the country. That happened to be Elron Hubbard's birthday, and that is the holiest day on the Scientology calendar. Wow. And they were supposed to be celebrating his birthday that night at an, uh, an arena in Clearwater, and they had to cancel it. And David Miscavige was very angry about that. So the rest of the year, they've done like everybody else. They've shut things down. They haven't had any big events. They, they usually have a big one in, in June. They usually have one in, in October. None of that has happened. And normally what they do for New Year's Eve, which is another big, big day on the cal Scientology calendar, they normally stage a New Year's Eve party in Los Angeles on like December 20th. 
and pretend that it's New Year's Eve and, and film it. Okay. And then on actual New Year's Eve, they show that film in all of the orgs around the world. So they, they put on the party to, and pretend it's New Year's Eve, and then they actually show it on New Year's Eve. So they didn't do that this year. This year, um, it, uh, David Miscavige, who, who usually, if he's not traveling around the world, he used to be based in Los Angeles. All of a sudden, this fall, he started showing up at graduation events at the Flag Land Base in Clearwater, hmm. like every Friday. And then that New Year's Eve, he went to the New Year's Eve party that was at the Fort Harrison Hotel in Clearwater. And, you know, they say it was socially distanced and everything and, you know, whatever. But it's it. then the next piece of, of news I got was that in the civil lawsuit, they've been trying to serve him through his office in Los Angeles. And for the first time, their attorneys last week in a court uh, document said, he's not there, he's in Florida. So this is the first time Scientology has said where David Miscavige is in court ever. I've never seen them do that before. Wow. So he, 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 he is living in Florida. He's going to, he went to the New Year's Eve thing. He has become a Clearwater resident. And I, and, and I think I really have perceived over the last few years that Scientology center of gravity has been moving from Los Angeles to Clearwater. More and more, Clearwater is becoming the most important place in Scientology. And, and I don't think it's an accident that that's where Tom bought the condo. And we're curious yeah, about yeah, so that's going to be John like Travolta has bought a house. Okay, so where's John Travolta is also in Clearwater. He has bought a house there. I don't. I don't know that he spends much. He has another place, you know, Kala that he has. Right, right, right. I know about that, place, but uh, so. th- but Kirstie Alley also. She's she's going to have a home there as well. Wow, that'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah. And it could very well could have been maybe I'm just speculating, maybe because, you know, California has been so shut down for the last year and Florida has not been. Maybe that was an influencing factor. But also, like you're saying, maybe connecting the dots like with Tom Cruise's place, apparently looking like it's finished. And, you know, he's there. And then because he and Miscavige are. Like actually really close. I mean, personally as well. It's not just that Tom is a devotee to Scientology and then there's Miscavige who runs it and they sort of have that that connection. They're actually personally very close, if I understand that right. Yeah, they're good friends. Yeah, they are. I mean, that's Tom considers L. Ron Hubbard to be the most important human being who ever lived. David Miscavige to be the most important person living today. And he considers himself next to that. Yeah, interesting. So Clearwater, it sounds like uh, that's the place to be. I, you know, I was thinking actually, uh, you know, now that I, you know, reading this today and talking to you, I might just go over there and spend like a few days over there. I'll tell you one of the f- fascinating things for me was uh, going in the Starbucks there across from the uh, the flag yeah. building and just hanging out in the Starbucks because yeah. they come over and get Starbucks. And so you can hear them all talking and it's just kind of interesting to hear that you know, Palm Street, Cleveland, Cleveland yeah, Street right there. Yeah. And so there, there's like a little pizza place um, that I went in. I got some pizza and I, you know, I said, hey, you know, Tom Cruise or I go, oh, yeah, he comes in here and his son lives here in Clearwater and he comes in here sometimes right. and buys pizza or whatever. But uh, 
it was interesting, though. I told you about that when I was there, uh, like directly across the street from that building where Tom Cruise uh, was under construction at the time. But there's like a little like a like a drugstore slash bookstore. They've got like supplements and vitamins and books and, you know, all kinds of things you might buy at like a Walgreens or a CVS. And I and I asked the guy about it and he, he denied that Tom Cruise was was building there or would would live there. And you had informed me that that's sort of he's probably a Scientologist himself. And that's how they kind of protect each other is they they just sort of keep those kind of open secrets. But obviously it's too big of a secret. I mean, everybody knows that. he. (laughs) And and didn't you say there's like a whole like a whole floor for just his cars where like there's a car elevator. So if he wants to. There's a separate there's a separate little car garage and it's got an upper floor just for him with a car elevator and wow. it's got like 11 spaces <laughs> or nine spaces something like that yeah so you just pick the car then, you want so drive he, it he to the elevator in, he drives into the car elevator it takes his car to the second floor which is just his and then from that space in the in the in the parking garage it's got an air bridge just for him directly into an elevator that takes him up to his condo so even if you live in that building with him, you may never see him because he goes directly from the car elevator to this garage, into the air bridge, into the elevator, up to his condo. Well, you know what's interesting about uh, about John Travolta? Because I go to Ocala uh, now and again. There's a, a state park over there called Silver Springs. I don't know if you've ever been. Uh, it's where they film Sea Hunt. And it's like the glass bottom boats and all that. So anyway, um, over towards that area, um, you, you go into oops, one of the videos started on your on your page. Um, you go over there to like the Denny's in Ocala, some of the restaurants. And they say that uh, Tom, uh, that uh, John Travolta is just like a regular. He's like a regular at Denny's. He just comes in like by himself and sits at the counter and orders Denny's breakfast. Like just comes in by himself, and he said he's a very wow. nice guy, big tipper, and he goes all over town to like different diners and and Denny's, and you know goes into you know Walmart and the grocery store, and he's sort he's very approachable and doesn't like have bodyguards or anything, and is just a guy that everybody knows in town as as John because he's just so familiar. Nobody like is really starstruck by him because he's just he's just a guy around town. That's why I've always heard that he's a genuinely nice guy. I don't hear that about Cruz, but I definitely hear that about Travolta. <laughs> yeah, you never hear like the uh, the f bomb meltdown of uh, of Tom uh, of of John Travolta. You know, uh, you don't get it get that from his uh, his persona. He seems and of like course, a nice he's guy. had a terrible he's had a terrible tragedy, and and um, last time when his son Jet died, um, he he himself said that they moved auditors into his house for two years. Wow. And and he and when he said it, he said it as saying that he was grateful for it. But, you know, Mike Rinder will tell you that they put those auditors in his house to make sure he didn't leave. Scientology. Wow. wow. And so now that he's lost Kelly, I imagine they're doing the same kind of scrambling to make sure. Because I wrote a story about how, you know, this practically the same day that Travolta lost Kelly to cancer, Lisa Marie lost her son to suicide. And they were actually close when, when Lisa Marie was still in Scientology. She and John have a special bond. Hmm. And I have really good sourcing on this that they, they had gotten together for some late night talks 
and she had actually tried to convince him that there were problems in Scientology. And so what I wrote about is that I really can imagine these two people that have had such terrible incidents in their lives, losing a wife and losing a, a son, would seek solace in each other and reach out to each other as friends. Yeah. And that could be bad for Scientology because Lisa Marie Presley is the kind of person who could help Travolta see that Scientology is not helping him. But I don't know. You know, Lisa Marie has also had a tough year herself, a couple of years herself. Finally, that case with her ex-husband is done. Um, we'll see. I, 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 it's hard to get that kind of information, but I was just saying that, hey, these two have a history. It'd be interesting to see if they console each other. Yeah, that they might. Who knows? They might end up as a couple or something. That that would be interesting. Uh, I no, always, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I always said, uh, you know, like I'd love. I to, didn't read it that way, Jim. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I I'd love to like be sitting at the counter and like John Travolta sits down next to me at at Denny's, you know, because we could probably both say that we both agree we go to Denny's too much. And maybe that <laughs> he doesn't like he's not as fit and trim as, as Tom Cruise. I bet you never see Tom Cruise at a Denny's. But I think it's cool that you could see not. you could see and you wonder what he would order, like the Grand Slam breakfast, uh, sausage links, uh, you know, the cr crunch, crunchy hash browns. You just sitting there, you know, next to Vinny Barbarino at the uh the counter right. at Denny's. All right. So we're out of time, but take a minute or two. Give us your coordinates, how people can find you. And if you're on social media and anything we can look forward to, like over the next few weeks uh, in the world of Scientology. Yeah, please come to TonyOrtega.org, the underground bunker. We have a new story about Scientology every single morning at 7 a.m. Have a wonderful commenting com community involved. It includes a lot of former Scientologists that really know their stuff. Starting tomorrow, I'll tell you, we have a series starting. We have a historian, Chris Owens. I've been bugging him. We hear a lot of news about Scientology in Russia. We hear about raids. We hear about court cases. And I've never known what to think about it. And historian Chris Owens, one of the V experts, has done a deep dive starting tomorrow, the whole story of Scientology in Russia. Wow. And I think people will find it really fascinating. And there's a lot going on in Russia right now with all these protests as well. Uh, yes. So exactly. that'll be interesting yeah. timing to because you never think about Scientology being in Russia, but it's all over the world. Right. I mean, it is a worldwide right. phenomenon uh, all the way to Australia, you know, Russia. Do they allow Scientology in China? I, I never ask you that. There's not I don't really I don't think there's much at all in mainland China. Taiwan has got a lot of Scientology. In hmm. fact, it's one of the very few places on earth that I would say where it's not shrinking like it is in the U S and Australia. So we go to Tony Ortega.org. That's the main, org. that's the main URL. And uh, also, you know, of course there is the, do you have any social media? Are you on YouTube or Twitter yeah, or any of I'm that? I'm on Twitter at Tony Ortega 94. Okay. And on Facebook, uh, the underground bunker has its own uh, Facebook uh, group. Um. Very I'm good. on Instagram, but I don't post very regularly. I'm, I'm bad at it. Well, if I get a picture of me eating breakfast with John Travolta sometime there in, you in Ocala, you can put that on your Instagram. <laughs> All right. Tony Ortega, the Underground Bunker. Thank you so much, sir, for being with us. We hope you'll come back again soon. Always fascinating. I always enjoy it, Jim. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, sir. God bless. 
Wow. I always say, I don't know. Why do we love to talk about Scientology? What is it about Scientology that fascinates us? It is fascinating. I, I, I sort of infiltrated Scientology. I talked about this about three, four years ago when I was in Clearwater for a few days. I actually took a Scientology class just to kind of like, well, what do these people do? And uh, I did a whole episode on that. Maybe I'll do that again. I think that would be fun uh, to go to Clearwater for maybe five or six days and uh, just see what happens. Just walk around. Maybe I'll bump into uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. You can't handle the truth, Tom Cruise. <laughs> and see if uh, we can just sit down and have a slice of pizza together and talk about Scientology. That would be that would be fascinating. Who knows? All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris live. So long, everybody. Talk to you next time.